1: What's up, Benfica Nation? Welcome to episode 37 of Mr. Benfica. I am your host tonight, as always, the Mr. Mike Agustinio. And how is everyone doing tonight? It is another Friday night, another podcast. It is winter here in New England, everybody. Let me tell you, it is cold. Uh, working in a warehouse in the wee early hours of the morning all all week as I do every week and every all year. Um, let me tell you, the temperature on the Fahrenheit scale was down in the teens this week um, around, you know, when I go in at 2.30 in the morning, uh, the temperature was down in the teens. That is negative temperatures for those of you on the Celsius um, scale. So very cold, uh, still adjusting, but lots uh, lots of football ahead. We're in the middle of an international break, of course, and... Um, I think this is, for Befica, this is actually a welcomed one. Normally, I don't feel this way. But given what's going on in the team and given the the performances we've seen, I think uh, two weeks without matches could be a good thing for this team. I think it's a good chance to reset, a good chance to reboot. Uh, players like Gabriel and you can use the rest as they're working their way back from injuries. And... Um, Hey, PZ had himself a goal playing for Portugal yesterday. He had a very nice goal. So PZ's on a little bit of a roll. Three games in a row now with a goal. Um well, three out of four, actually, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh three games out of four with a goal for the the midfielder there, our number twenty-one. All right, I want to start out the show first and foremost this week with a shout-out and a congratulation to uh, the, a friend of the show, of course, to um, a podcast across the sea in Portugal. Congratulations to Ubrinco de Batista, Sergio Ingracia. Congratulations, brother. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Ubrinko de Batista won Best Sports Podcast in the Lisbon Podcast Festival, or the Portuguese Podcast Festival held in Lisbon, uh, known as U- Pods. Um That news broke on the 9th of, of November, I believe, uh was the night of the gala and um beating out some stiff competition from podcasts like uh Sporting 160 uh, beating out matraquilos and uh a sorry not beating out a culpa do cavani um, a uh, Football Club Duport Port based podcast and like I said Sporting 160 a Sporting based podcast um, so congratulations to Sergio congratulations to his entire team on Ubrink de Batista that's a podcast you know I have uh, recommended before and um, again if you haven't checked it out go to www.BainficaIndependent.com alright and find it there you can also find it on Apple on Google on Spotify wherever you get your podcasts ubrink the batista all right check it out congratulations again to everybody involved in that project um also this week um there's a lot to go over in the news this week um i've got a lot of news written down a lot of going on in the modalidad all right we'll hit on that um we've also got some transfer rumors i'll i'll briefly touch on that and um just gonna just gonna get into it. Um, little change of programming, okay? Uh, originally, I had said episode thirty-seven here would be a review of the UEFA Youth League. I'm gonna push that off to episode thirty-eight, the very next one. All right, I thought it would be better to review the Santa Clara match first. All right, so tonight in this episode, we are reviewing a Santa Clara one, Benfica two, live from Uz all right, as they say it there. Uza Surge in São Miguel. All right. Benfica coming out victorious in front of a lot of Benfica in the Azores. A lot of Benfica in São Miguel, in Ponta Delgada. Um, a lot of traveling support for Benfica as well. Uh, he looked great on television, all the red in the stadium. And if you ever wanted to know what Benfica would look like in Nike kits, well, Santa Clara, will <laughs> they showed you in that match. Uh, awesome kits for Santa Clara. Um,. We'll get into that match shortly, and we are going to go into the news now right after we pay a bill. Okay, and then we got Reconquista, and like I said, we'll go into the news and after that we will review the match it's Santa Clara Benfica tonight it's episode 37 of Mr. Benfica I am the Mr. Mike Agostino you can find me on Twitter at Benfica Mr find me on Instagram at Mr. Benfica and on Facebook just search Mr. Space Benfica and you will come up to the Mr. Benfica show page on Facebook all right stay right there we will be right back
2: a voz, de querer de todos nós de ah. querer de todos nós Manto sagrado é peso pesado Não o carregas sozinho Em cada esquina um vizinho Sente o carinho, do algarve até ao minho O vermelho pinta a tuga E é isso o teu colinho Na reconquista do que é nosso Por direito que não vi Por fazer o que podia ter sido feito Se queres a nossa força sabes que estamos contigo Em casa ou fora nós somos o eterno abrigo Sabes que estamos contigo Nós somos um interno a fica, Ouve a nossa voz O querer de todos nós A fé que não se explica Carrega bem fica Carrega bem fica Ouve a nossa voz O querer de todos nós A fé que não se explica
1: and in the news this week, the week of November the 15th, we've got a lot of news to go over this week. Um, first off, the new pitch has been installed in the Stadio de Luge, okay, and uh, it has been completed, so now the the pitch is just going to sit and hopefully root very quickly. I'm sure they're going to be watering it well this time, and um it should be ready to go when Benfica resume play at home after this international break. Benfica are linked in the transfer market with Colombian winger Yanni Gonzalez, 25-year-old, from Fluminense in the Brasileirão. Um, there's been some talk about this, okay? And um, to me, this, this is this is not what befica needs okay i don't think befica need to go get a subpar uh, winger who is playing you know who is battling off relegation right now in the brasileirão and um All sources in Brazil indicate this isn't a player for Benfica. This looks like Benfica trying to go on the cheap again and trying to make it look like they're trying to reinforce the squad when in fact they're looking for bargains. Uh, They're shopping at the bargain outlet rather than really going after a legitimate player. And I'll tell you who I do want to see Benfica go after and I don't believe they will do it. But who I want to see Benfica go after in the Brazilian league is a player on, on Flamengo known as Bruno Henrique. Okay? He plays either on the left, he can play on the left, he can play on the right, he can play both wings, but he also can play in behind the forward. Uh, he can play the João Felix role. Okay, He is a little bit older. He's 28 years old. He's not going to be resold for a profit, but... According to a transfer market, the website transfermarket.com, Bruno Henrique's value right now it sits at 4.5 million uh, euros. Okay. And um, he he's recently been called into the Brazilian national team. So, I mean, it, the it could be a long shot to get him at this point he's had a fantastic season he's got he's the second leading goal scorer in the brasileirão right now behind only his teammate gabigol and uh, he just does it all he passes well he moves well he plays in between the lines he attacks from both sides, like I said. Shoots with both feet. He scores. He assists. Bruno Henrique is the player I'd like to see Benfica go after. Okay, Bruno Henrique from Flamengo. Um, I don't think they're gonna do it, and in fact, I don't think they're gonna pay what Flamengo are gonna ask. Even though the player is a bit older, so you can get him at a lower price because because he is a bit older. He's 28 years old. There will be no resale, but you don't have not every player you go get. Needs to be bought with the intention of reselling. They got plenty of young players to sell later. They need to get a couple veterans in here. I think Bruno Henrique will improve this squad uh, tremendously. And like I said, he can play any of the positions in the front. Whether it's behind the striker, play as the striker. He, in his natural position, is off of the left wing. Now that Rafa's out for a bit, he can f- he could fill in there. But Rafa will be back, you know, at the beginning of 2020. But still, you can you get this guy. He can play in behind. He can split time with with you Probably um, also play on the right. And if the you know if you want to play with a true number ten, this guy can kind of do it. That's a guy I want to see in a Benfica uniform. But like I said, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, Bruno lige was nominated for an award by. The best public leaders. Um, it's a sports in the sports category. Uh, a Portuguese award called Best Public Leaders. Uh, he was long. Uh, he was nominated along with Cristiano Ronaldo, Jose Mourinho, all for their leadership qualities. Benfica's women's football department have come to an agreement to rescind the the contract of a Brazilian Taylor Santos. All right, so she has. They have agreed to. To uh, rescind the contract, they've come to an agreement for an exit, and the player has left Benfica's women's team or will be shortly leaving. Volleyball advances in the Champions League this week, beating O.K. Budva 6-1 to one over two legs, 6 sets to 1 over two legs, that is. Winning the second leg in Montenegro by Scores uh, or their three sets that they won by scores of 25-21, 25-23, and 27-25. Next up for Benfica on the Croatian side, Mladost Zagreb in the third and final preliminary round of the Champions League. Benfica advanced past this. They will go into the Champions League group stage in volleyball. Basketball also was in Europe this week. Uh, They went one for two uh, on the week. Uh, winning in the LPB, in the Liga Profesional de Basketball, or the Liga Portuguesa de Basketball, I should say, in a clash uh, with Boom, Benfica victorious, 72-63 on the road last Saturday, and then dropping their first loss of the FIBA Europe Cup this season on Wednesday in Holland against Leiden. Benfica lose 84-68 in, in um, Holland. Their first defeat, like I said, in the FIBA Europe Cup this this season. They are still top of the group in that competition. Next up for Benfica is Terceira Basket at the Pavilion Fidelidad outside Stadio de Luz Um, on Saturday. That would be uh, today, um, or shortly, in a couple hours it will be today. Uh, Depending when you're listening to this, it may have already passed by the time you get to this podcast uh, Futsal also stays top of the Liga Placard, 7 0 defeat of León Porto Salvo, and a 6-2 victory over Quinta de Lobes last weekend. Next up is another is a match on Saturday away to Viseu, 2001, and a roller hockey continuing on uh, with with uh, results from last week. Roller hockey, victorious 6-2 over Valongo. Next for roller hockey will be a Euro League matchup with Hockey Sarzana in Italy this Saturday. That match will be televised on BTV, 8 p.m. Lisbon time, 3 p.m. here on the East Coast of the United States. Women's futsal also victorious last week, beating Quinta de Lobes 2 1 and staying joint top of the table along with Sporting. Perfect, 18 points from six matches. Women's football will return to the Liga BPI action this week on Sunday with a neighborhood derby away to Club Football Benfica. So the battle for the neighborhood of Benfica. Um, also, this week we had some news. Huikosta gave an interview which you know has not been received well. Uh, basically, at least being interpreted as him sort of Backing the president's comments about Europe, a lot of fans are unhappy. Um, if you read the article, I don't think it comes off as bad as the headlines will make it out to be. Okay, Costa uh, does say that Europe needs to be it needs to be better in Europe. That's of course we're talking about the men's football team. Jonas visited the squad this week at training, and um, like I said earlier in the news, uh, PZ with a goal for Portugal in the. Euro qualifiers yesterday and today. Odi was started in goal, was starting in goal, I should say, for Greece. Greece picked up a 1 0 victory on the road in Armenia. And now let's go around the Ligonage with results from round 11 starting a week ago, Friday, November the 8th. Uh, Sportivo de drop a one-to-two defeat to Gil Vicente at home in Villa de Zavj. Um, that was it for for the manager there at Villa de Zavj. And wouldn't you know? Um, just yesterday, I believe, uh Nuno Mantasant, previously the coach of Marítimo, had come to an agreement with. Maritimo for his release to get out of his contract and with ours, uh, or I should say within a day or so, he was at, unveiled as the new manager of Sportivo de Zavre. So Nuno Manta goes back to continental Portugal, back up north where he's from, and he takes over at aves on Saturday, November the 9th. Three matches were played. Rio Ave, victorious at home, 1-0 over Vitória Stubal. Santa Clara uh, won Benfica 2 which is the match we're going to talk about in just a few minutes, and probably the match of the week. Phenomenal match! I watched this one, um, watched this one with with some family, and this was an exciting match. family count three, Moreirense three. family count the surprise darlings of the league so far. We're up three nil in this one. Moreirense battled all the way back to steal a Three three. On Sunday we had Marítimo one, Portimonense one, Passos de Ferreira one, Tondela nil. Sporting 2, Code City Blues, uh, nil. In the Minho Derby, we had Vitoria Guimarães, nil. Sporting Club Braga, 2. And in the Derby, Tripeiro, up in the, in Porto, Boa Vista, nil. Porto, 1. Porto missing, of course, a number of starters who had decided to pull an all-nighter the night before the match. Um... And uh, Sergio Conceição doubling down on that, on on the team policies, and he suspended, uh, among others, uh, Marquesin and Mateus Uribe, among other players. And that is the news for this week, everybody. Uh, When we come back, we're going to go right into the match. All right, we're going to get right into Benfica and Santa Clara in the Azores. This is Mr. Benfica. On Twitter, of course, at Benfica Mr. and on Instagram at Mr. Benfica. We'll be back in one moment to get started with Santa Clara versus Benfica.
0: Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning.
3: Good Good é sair de lado nas mesmas mesmas condições, na mesma posição e por isso temos que fazer um um grande jogo porque realmente vamos jogar contra uma equipa que, mais uma vez, um um bom trabalho do do João, com um bom início da época, uma equipa que tem apresentado um bom futebol, com vitórias, está à meio da tabela, com pontos conquistados que lhe dão a tranquilidade necessária e depois também uma equipa que domina há uh, dois temas muito bem uh, eventualmente poderemos ter que jogar contra mais uma uma linha de cinco por isso temos de estar preparados para para todas as eventualidades e no, no fim fazer um, um bom jogo uma boa exibição conseguir os três pontos e terminar este ciclo de, de, de sete jogos uh, líderes do campeonato
1: And that right there is the pregame comments from the manager Bruno La. Uh, in the pre-game presser, or I should say, in the you know the days leading up to the match, um, asked about about uh, this trip to the Azores and the tough match ahead. And he's the reporter asks, you know, Benfica traveling to the Azores in first place with the most goals scored and the fewest goals allowed. What do the does he expect uh, from Santa Clara and uh, to? paraphrase um, the translation, he says, yeah, we go to San Miguel as leaders, and the goal is to return that way. Um, for that, we'll have to play a good match against a team who's once again in a good position, um, in part thanks to their their coach and the good job by their coach, Joan Alfonso. Um They've played some good football with victories, and they find themselves mid-table and deservedly so. They can play two systems of play quite well, and we may have to prepare eventuality of once again um, playing against a line of five at the back. What's important is that we play well, give a good spectacle, and bring home three points to close out this cluster of seven matches between the international breaks. Those are more or less the words of Bruno Lage, and while uh, his declaration there... Um about playing well and the spectacle didn't really come true. Uh but the most important was the three points and Benfica does accomplish that. Okay, so let's go now to the Azores. Let's go to San Miguel, the Stadio São Miguel in Ponta Delgada. Okay, and we are in front of a sold-out crowd of 8,309. With the, the starting lineups, starting with the home side, Santa Clara. Um, interestingly enough, the players are all wearing uh, names of the different Azorian islands on their jerseys for this game. They're not wearing their own names. It took a moment to uh, to realize that, and it what caught my eyes was when number 88 uh Chico Hamush was wearing what I be- what looked like. It was S-T-A dot Maria. Um, of course, um, the island my mother was born and raised on, Santa Maria. So that caught my eye when I noticed. I said to myself, oh, I don't remember a player named Santa Maria. And then I noticed the next player's got Graciosa on the back of his shirt. And then I see Corvo Floresh. And uh, São Miguel, uh, to say the least, not to mention um, the other islands as well. San Jorge, Pico, Fayal. Um, all of the islands represented on the back of the jerseys of the Santa Clara players. Pretty cool little, little thing there. And uh, like I said, if you ever wondered what Benfica would look like in Nike kits, take a look at Santa Clara. I like them. I like them. Um, a lot of people complaining about Adidas and complaining about the away kits. That Adidas have kind of been forcing on Benfica. Well, hey, uh, look at what Nike can do. I, I like those kits that Santa Clara are wearing. All right, so in goal for Santa Clara for the Azorian side, Marco Rocha. Across the back, the right back is Rafael Ramush, a Benfica youth product. And those of you that are fans of Major League Soccer may remember Rafael a uh, former member of Orlando City SC in their first couple seasons of existence. The center back pairing Cesar and João. Um, the left-sided defender is is Sanusi the Nigerian in midfield we have a four man midfield Nenê on the right Shikuhuhamu's number 88 the of course the player wearing Santa Maria on his back and the Iraqi international Osama Rashid in midfield with him and Carlos Junior is the left-sided midfielder with the strike pair strike pair of Zemanel and Thiago Santana Benfica in their normal 4-4-2. Odi is in goal. Uh, the right back is André Almeida, Ruben Díaz, and Jardel is in for the injured Ferru. As Ferru, as, as you remember, suffering a fracture in his nose in the matchup against uh, Leon in the Champions League just a few days before this match. Grimaldo is the left back, the four-man midfield PZ on the right. Tino and Gabriel in the middle with Chervi on the left and up front. Chiquinho and Seferovic returns to the starting lineup, replacing uh, Carlos Vinicius, who had started the previous two matches. And let's go now to the match. And starting off, um, we have a foul from Florentino real early as he fouls Rashid in the attacking half. And Rashid has a go with the right-footed shot from outside the box in the third minute. Saved by Odiseish in the top right corner. Fifth minute attempt is blocked as Chiquinho's right-footed shot from outside the box was blocked by the Santa Clara backline. We have another attempt missed in the 13th minute. This time it's Andre Almeida from distance. Right-footed shot more than 35 yards away. Was close, but it misses to the right. Gabriel winning a free kick in the 14th minute in his own defensive half. But as Benfica start going the other way. Uh, Chervi tries a through ball but Safarovic is caught offside and then against the run of play in the 16th minute we have a play here by Santa Clara have a listen and this is what it sounded like on RTP Atenção
0: Rashid Tira direita Vai o Santa Clara O cruzamento E o gol Marca o Santa Clara Capceamento Júnior, o so brasileiro, a rematar a contar e está feito o primeiro da partida no estádio de São Miguel. Marca este corvo hoje, mas que é Carlos Júnior. Segundo golo na Liga Portuguesa para Carlos.
1: Soit Santa Clara, surprising and shocking the champions in the 16th minute with an early lead goal from Carlos Júnior on a brilliant cross from Rafael Ramos and Andréal made a really uh, made to look. Pretty poor on the play. Um, It's across from from the right back, Rafael Ramos. He finds Carlos Jr. at the far post um, from very close range. And the Brazilian heads it into the bottom left corner, beating Odie, making it 1-0 to Santa Clara. And, again... um, Almeida not looking very good on this play as he is beaten in the air by a smaller player. And um, former Mexico coach and current uh, Paraguay coach Juan Carlos Osorio always said, and I've heard him say this in many interviews and in press conferences, he doesn't like the attacking wingbacks for one reason, and it was it's goals like this. He says his, his data that he's collected and that his staff has collected over the years, his statistics, Is that a very high percentage of goals are scored on crosses where the outside back is beat in the air? The the attacking back, the smaller back. Though Andre Almeida is not a small back, he was beaten in the air um, on this play by a smaller player, and um, you know it, it was not a good look for Benfica as they gave the ball away in midfield. And um Gabriel just having a rough go of it in this match. And unfortunately for him, it would not really improve for him. And it would be Santa Clara, like I said, getting on the board first. And it's 1-0. And uh Befica need to wake up here as um the the poor play from Leon carry over carries over into this match. And Benfica desperately in need of a jump start here. We go to the twenty fifth minute. And there's an attempt missed here as Chiquinho has a right-footed shot from outside the box, but high and wide. Santa Clara get a corner in the 29th minute. It was conceded by Ruben Dias, but nothing comes of it as um, Nene has a right-footed shot from outside the box that is far too high and wide right um, as a result of that corner. We move on here to the 39th minute. It's Santa Clara again. An attempt missed by Zemanel. Right footed shot from the center of the box. Misses to the right. He had been set up by the Nigerian Senussi with a cross, and Zemanel's shot misses just to the right. 41st minute, we have Grimaldo's left-footed shot blocked from outside the box. 42nd, uh, Zemanel wins a free kick as he's fouled by Grimaldo. And we move on here to the 44th, and Chico Hamuz will win a free kick in his own defensive half. Gabriel picks up a foul. Not a good game, like I just said, for Gabriel. Maybe the worst game I've ever seen him play in a Benfica uniform. I think he was rushed back. Honestly, I don't think he was ready to come back. But because the midfield just was not functioning the way it it, it needs to without him, I think it, he was ru- hurried back a bit. So for his sake, I hope that these next two, uh, or I should say these next 10 days or so of international break will be good to him. Uh, he needs to get fitter. And people are pointing out, you know, Perhaps he's he's a slightly overweight. I'm not going to go there, um, but uh, he needs to get fit. I will definitely say he's not fit, and naturally he he had another stoppage. You know he's had two injuries now in the past. I don't know nine months. He spent a good six of those nine months uh, on the injured list. So. Naturally, fitness is going to be an issue for him, and I hope that they can start to work him back in a little more slowly. Uh, one thing I don't like that I, I will be critical of Bruno Brunelage for uh, this season is especially is that a player will go on an injury, okay? He'll go out for some time, and once he's cleared to play, he goes, Bruno Lage slots him right back in 90 minutes. And uh, you see this with Chiquinho as well. We, we lost Rafa for quite some time already because he picked up a knock, and went right to playing a full 90 rather than being worked back in slowly, regaining strength, regaining resistance in those muscles, in those injured muscles and tendons. Um, and I, I'm nervous for, for Chiquinho. I'm nervous for Gabriel um, because these are injuries that I don't want to see repeated. We cannot afford to have these players on the sideline. In the 45th, plus three, Carl, Carlos Jr., the goal scorer, sees a yellow card for a bad foul on Andre Almeida. And as a result, an attempt would be saved as Befica would get the free kick. And PZ would cross it from the free kick. His cross finds the head of Ruben Díaz in the center of the box. But his header saved in the bottom left-hand corner by Marcos Rocha. And that takes us to the half. All right, so Santa Clara go into the locker room ahead. A goal to nil over Benfica. And Bruno Lige really with his hands full again. And um, let's talk for a minute about halftime. This is coming courtesy of Literal Izquierdo, my favorite uh, blog, my favorite uh, tactical coverage. Okay, uh, but... He did talk to the media, and um, I should say, André Almeida talked about what was said in the halftime team talk. Okay, and um, I'll read it here first. Lie. Um, I'll read it in Portuguese first, and then I I will translate it as we have Lige here saying. Tivemos de mexer com questões táticas e também com a emoção dos jogadores. É um assunto particular que fica entre nós, mas viu-se uma equipa completamente diferente. Lázio was saying that at the end of the match about what ha- needed to happen at um, at halftime. And um, what that means is we needed to make changes um, with, you know, in, in, re- in respect to... To tactical questions, and also we needed to make a change in the emotion of the players. Um, it's a it's a particular a particular situation, and it's going to stay between us. But we saw a completely different team in the second half. Is what Bruno Lage told. Um, the reporters here after the game and so Andre Almeida this is printed like i said in lateral esquerdo uh, Andre Almeida goes on to say this and um this was not having heard the comments of Bruno Lage Andre Almeida said não sei se posso partilhar mas o mister disse, disse-nos que iri- iria ser novamente pai e queria juntar a isso uma vitória isso deu-nos uma nova força para irmos à procura uh, dos três pontos. André Almeida. So in English, that means André Almeida. Unsure if he's supposed to share this, but the the Mister, the manager, uh, told the team at halftime that he's going to once again be a father, <laughs> um, and he really wants to announce that with a victory. Um, André Almeida says that that gave them some new life, some new strength. And they went in search of the three points. Um, so the story is and the legend is now that Brunelage told the team at halftime that his wife is expecting. And uh, little Jaim is going to have a, a sibling. Let it all goes on to talk about the mental part of the game. And they will quote a past article that uh was posted in in Letralskir back in 2016, and I will read a bit of it here and then paraphrase for you. But according, you know, this this is coming from, uh, of course, uh, Pedro Bosich, one of uh, if not my favorite uh, football commentator now, anywhere. And he this is written under the pen name of Paolo Maldini, as he writes on Letralskir. But he wrote this back in 2016, apart mental. A motivação e confiança nunca foram por cá muito abordados por uma razão especial. Não estando no terreno, tudo o que se poderá fazer é espectacular sobre as competências ou não dos treinadores em tal capítulo. E por não pretendemos abordar assuntos sobre os quais os dados que chegam não são concretos, tal como foi sempre desprezado por aqui. Porém, tal não significa que seja algo que deva desprezar no desfecho de cada jogo. Muito pelo contrário. E se a prática me fez perceber algumas coisas, a importância de mexer com as emoções e com a adrenalina antes de cada partida foi uma delas. Alright, so I'll I'll stop there. Pedro saying that the mental part of the game, I'll paraphrase: mental part of the game. Um, as far as motivation and confidence we're never very we're never so much valued uh, in Portugal I'm assuming he's saying porca uh, there in Portugal um, for a special reason because you know not being on the ground um, and not being concrete all that can be done um, about some spectacular competencies um or not whether the competency or not of the 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 coach um on in such a way um you can't you can't um pretend to value certain things um of which you know are not concrete coaches don't like to value things that are not concrete and i i apologize for my uh, lack of uh articulation here in my in my translation it does sound better in Portuguese um but he's also saying here he goes on to say the point is um you know it's not it's not always about what you know what can be can be touched or what is concrete but much to the contrary um what he's learned is that some things like the importance of moving the emotion with adrenaline for each match is one of those important intangibles is the word we like to use in English. So he's talking about the intangibles and Bruno Lage goes to the intangibles here and um this has been a little bit mocked throughout the media. I do have to say um some are mocking this others are saying, "Hey, keep <laughs> maybe maybe um if things turn around and if Benfica go on to win the title and to play better the rest of the season that, you know, the MVP is Mrs. Leish. Um, But whether or not this was said in seriousness or in, in, you know, lightheartedness, maybe to lighten the mood, the team was stressed. The team was playing under a lot of pressure. Something like this sometimes, we weren't in the locker room, okay? We don't know the tone and we don't know the contact. Or I should just say we don't know the tone in which... Bruno Lage delivers this this statement. Okay? So some have mocked it saying this is pathetic and saying that if you need to come up with if you need to announce something like this to get a group of professional players motivated to play a team that is lower in the table than them, a team at a lower level than them in in all reality, then there's bigger problems in Benfica than what we can see. Um honestly, uh, again, without being in that locker room you don't know the tone he said this. This could have easily been a very lighthearted comment saying, hey, I'm about to announce I'm going to be a father, guys, and, you know, that's not going to sound good with a defeat. And everybody has a little laugh. The players feel some of the pressure alleviated, okay, and they come out a little bit looser in the second half. And Laj will say that, you know, the team was different in the second half. So not everyone agrees. Some people think that they were good for about 10, 15 minutes, and the rest of the time uh, – it was much of the same from the first half. But in any way, it looks like Andre Almeida let the cat out of the bag and announced to the to everyone uh the secret that the the coach and uh his wife I hope they had uh I hope they had the ability to announce it to their families before this made national news. But Benfica no doubt come out in the second half. Um with at least some more intention so let's go to the second half all right stay right there we'll be right back with the second half and um this is Mr. Benfica I am the Mr. of course Mike Agustino. you can find me on Twitter at Benfica Mr. on Instagram at Mr. Benfica and on Facebook of course two words Mr. Space Benfica and you can find the show page we'll be right back with the second half recap Welcome back to episode 37 of Mr. Benfica. Let's go to the second half. And before we get any further, of course, a substitution right at the half um, as Florentino Luiz is uh, subbed off for the now now famous My Cousin Vinny. That's right. Um, Carlos Vinicius comes on a forward for a midfielder. Uh, Bruno Leijs switching to the 4-3-3. Um, as Benfica have to change it up and have to attack differently. Not the best of games from Florentino Luiz. However, it it actually makes sense. Florentino Luiz's entire game is is a defensive-minded game, and Benfica having to go chase a result as poorly as Gabriel was playing, it would not have made as much sense to take him off and keep Florentino on the pitch, um, given you know the makeup of the team and what we had to do so we go on into the second half now and it's the 48th minute and it's Santa Clara with the first chance of the half Zemanel right-footed shot from the right side of the six-yard box misses just right he's just shy of the near post and Benfica escape um escape the dangerous one there 49th minute it's Santa Clara again Rashid with a left-footed shot from the left side of the box saved in the top right corner by Odiseas Vlakodimus Odie with another save. He had himself another good game, and um, it's no surprise that Greece selected him to be the number one today against Armenia in their victory, as he has been playing some of the best, uh, some of the best goalkeeping he's played since he's joined Befica. Fifty-first minute, and it's another. This time, it's Benfica with the opportunity, as Jardel's header from the center of the box is saved in the top center of the goal off of a Grimaldo cross. Fifth, still in the fifty-first, Sanusi's left has a left-footed shot for Santa Clara from a difficult angle. From a difficult angle, excuse me, long range, um, on the left, but he misses to the right. Uh, Marco had had fed him on a fast break Marcos Rocha the goalkeeper of course and we have a corner in the 51st minute for Benfica it is surrendered by Cesar Martins the central defender and on the ensuing corner kick Ruben Diaz gets a right footed shot from the center of the box saved in the top right corner by Marcos Rocha and he keeps Santa Clara in the lead here 52nd minute, PZ wins a free kick in his defensive half, fouled by Nene. And then 53rd minute, Chiquinho tracking all the way back into his defensive half, wins a foul, quick restart. A little bit of a broken play there as as, uh, Gabriel kind of makes a mess of the ball. It ends up on Ruben Diaz who knocks it forward. And in the midst of all the mess, we get this.
0: Benfica e também porque será esta a estratégia do Santa Clara para a segunda parte, tentar sair e aproveitar as costas, atenção a Pizzi, sai no drible, Pizzi, o remate e o golo, marca o Benfica, marca Vinícius, jogada de Pizzi aos 9 minutos da segunda parte e Vinícius à boca da baliza a fazer o quinto gol do campeonato, bastaram-lhe nove minutos em campo para...
1: And that was the equalizer from my cousin Vinny, from Carlos Vinicius, after some great work from Chiquinho to hold the ball, to attack, and to fend off the Santa Clara defender. Santa Clara would, would cry for a foul. They would claim for a foul, I should say. Uh, the referee, had a, he had a check. Uh, with the VAR official Um, no foul no offside on Vinicius as PZ carries the ball into the area and places the ball or drives the ball across goal where Vinicius is waiting right there to tap it in Benfica draw level in the sixth in the 53rd minute it's 1-1 and then in the 57th minute Gabriel will draw a free kick down the left wing. He is fouled by Zamanel. And Zamanel goes in the referee's book with a yellow card. In the 58th minute, Seferovic has a header from the center of the box. But it's high and wide off of a Grimaldo cross. 61st minute. Rashid, right-footed shot from the center of the box. Is blocked. He'd been set up by Rafael Ramush. But... Ruben Dias is there to block the shot. And in the 62nd minute Joao Henrique, I had called him Joao Afonso at the beginning of the pod there and I apologize for the the mistake. It is Joao Enrique is the manager for Santa Clara as Joao Alphonse is the center back. But Joao Enrique goes to the bench and he brings on Lincoln and replaces Zamanel. 62nd minute still. Chico Ramos with a right-footed shot from outside the box. He misses to the left following the corner. In the 67th minute, It's Bruno Laige again going to the bench for the second time. Franco Chervi's day is done. The Argentinian gives way to the Morocco international, Adel Tarapt, who was a key figure for Benfica not that long ago. Now finds himself on the bench, but no doubt Tarapt coming in as Benfica need to find a winner with just over 20 minutes to go. In the 68th minute, still a yellow card shown to Santa Clara's Rafael Ramush um, for a foul on Grimaldo. 69th minute, Gabriel has a left-footed shot from outside the box. He misses left. 70th minute, it is Santa Clara now going to the substitutes bench. The veteran Ukra comes on for the goal scorer, Carlos Júnior. And in the 71st minute, it's Gabriel's ch- turn to go into the referee's book. He f- goes in for a foul on, on Rashid. The referee had seen enough. André Almeida fouls Lincoln in the 75th. But in the 77th, again, Santa Clara trying to play out of the back. Playing with the ball a little too much. Uh, They would turn it over in a dangerous possession and give way to this
0: Atenção, recuperação de André Almeida no ressalto Seferovic dá para Pizi Pode marcar o remate de gol É caído do céu Marca o Benfica numa oferta Do jogador do Santa Clara Marca Pizi para a equipa encarnada Oitavo gol no campeonato Vai abraçar-se Penso que é o treinador Do Benfica Pizi a marcar para os encarnados Ora reparse se a receber depois da oferta Do jogador do Santa Clara E está feito o segundo do Benfica
1: and that is the liga Naja's top scorer pezy scoring his eighth league goal of the season there top of the league like like i said and he puts Bayfica ahead in the 77th minute and it looks now like befica are going to be able to leave the azores with the three points and a nice assist from Seferovic on the play um pezy's right footed shot from the center of the box um, goes to the center of the goal again. Santa Clara with a bad turnover, just at the just at the edge of the the middle to attacking third in there or the middle to defensive third in Santa Clara's half in their own middle to defensive third gives way to Benfica to walk in. Nice pass from Safarovic. Um, PZ, uncontested with his right foot, just puts it in the center of the goal. It's 2-1 to, to Benfica. Santa Clara will have to go to the substitutes bench again. This time it's G. Adams coming in for Shiku And Seferovic would have a left-footed shot in the 79th from outside the box saved. And he would have been set up by Shikinu there. Nenev Santa Clara, left-footed shot in the 80th, outside the box. It's close, but he misses. To the top right corner. Move forward here. We're in the 85th. And Adele Tarapt shown a yellow card for a foul here on João Afonso. And Benfica are looking to hold on as the game starts to move towards its crescendo. We have... In the ninetieth plus one, a dangerous opportunity for Santa Clara. It's Ukra, the former football club do Porto and Sporting Braga product. Right-footed shot from the right side of the box is close, but he misses just to the left. Benfica will make their final substitution in the ninetieth plus three. Jedson comes on for Seferovic. It's reversing in a sense the tactical switch at halftime. Uh, when an attacker entered for a midfielder. Now a midfielder coming on for an attacker to go back and re-solidify the midfield for the closing moments. But Santa Clara get a dangerous free kick in their attacking half in the 90th plus 3. A foul by Chiquinho on Lincoln, but the free kick is to no avail. And the referee blows his whistle for full time at 90 plus 4. Benfica. Pick up all three points on the road in front of a very partisan Benfica crowd in the Azores. Um, not by any means a f- fabulous performance from Benfica. I'm not going to sit here and say that. Um, this team is struggling, no doubt. There are, I think, there's there's some issues with this squad rotation or just the number of changes that keep getting made. This team's having a hard time getting any any rhythm, any continuity, any. F- Familiarization with each other, um, game to game, just change after change. As far as the f- the attacking options, it looks like Bruno Elias is going with with uh, the hot foot, if you will. Um, Seferovic on the bench for two games comes in on the Champions League, gets a goal back to the starting lineup you know uh, vinicius comes in in this game gets a goal will we see vinicius starting in the next round for befica when the league returns at the end of the month um, also when befica return and next week it will be a tasat portugal game fourth round now i believe against a vizela on the road against the campeonato portugal um side we, I think we're going to see Raul de Tomas uh, get some burn in that one as he has now gone two to three matches without playing. Let's go to the goal point and go over the ratings and the statistics in this one. As I pull up the goal point here and we look on. So we'll start with the ratings for the Clara players. Marco Rocha, the goalkeeper, six point seven. The right back uh, Zaidu, the the or I should say the left back. Excuse me, Sanusi Zaidu Sanusi, five point eight. Joao Alphonse, the center back, six point eight. He was he was uh, their best player in the match. Cesar, five point four. Rafael Ramush, five point eight. In the midfield, Zemanel. Uh, the attacker three point nine, while Rashid had a six point one, Shiku uh, Ramuj a five point one, Nene four point seven, and Carlos Junior six point five. Thiago Santana a four point five up front. Really, not in any way, shape, or form a factor in this match was Santana. Substitutes that came on and earned a rating still Lincoln five point seven and Ukra four point eight. Benfica. Odie with a 5.9. We got Andre Almeida, the right back, 4.7. Ruben Diaz, 6.3. Jardel, 5.3. Grimaldo four point nine, not a very good uh, showing from the Spanish left back. Franco Cervi, the left midfielder five point four, Gabriel a six point two, and um, I think that's a little bit generous given how many how many turnovers and how many giveaways Gabriel had, how many failed long passes or vertical passes I should say. Um, Gabriel had in this match not anywhere near the player we're used to seeing hopefully again like I've said that this time this international break will will give him a chance to recover more get some more fitness get some more rhythm and get some more um, get some more fluidity in his play Florentino has a 5.4 on this one. And Pizzi, the right sided midfielder, he's the man of the match with an 8.1, a goal and an assist for the Portugal International. The attackers, Chiquinho 5.8 and Safarovic 5.6. Statistics in this one, starting with the shots on goal 12, or shots, I should say, total shots 12 to 12, shots on goal. Benfica with the edge, six shots to three. Shots from within the area, seven to each team. Passes completed, Benfica 604 passes to Santa Clara's 280. Big disparity in the number of passes. Of course, Benfica, a lot of their passes sideways and backwards in this one, um, which kind of throws those numbers a little bit efficiency of the pass Santa Clara only 66.4 percent efficient on the pass Benfica 81.8 percent efficient however in the vertical passes forward passes Santa Clara 51.8 percent to Benficas 65 percent as we said the man of the match was peasy and peasy would have one goal one assist eight dribbles attempted four succeeded. Also coming off the bench Vinicius with a 6.1 rating, Terapt had a 4.6 uh, possession Benfica with the edge 68 to 68% 231 of course with a lot of sideways and back passing. Three offsides to each team. Santa Clara commits 13 fouls, Benfica commits 10. Duels won almost even, Benfica 51 duels won to Santa Clara's 49. Penfica with 17 crosses to Santa Clara's seven. Let's look now at the leaders in the Liga Nage. All right, we're going to pull up the leaders here and quickly go through that statistic as we have the scorers. All right, top scorer right now with eight goals is PZ. Two of those goals coming from the penalty spot. Second Anderson Silva of Familico and Zé Luiz, both with six goals, none of them for either from the penalty spot. Carlos Vinicius, my cousin Vinny, is tied for fourth with five. No goals from the penalty spot for him, so that tips him ahead of Bruno Fernandes and Fabio Martins, as well as Sandro Lima, who all have five goals, but each with two penalty kicks converted. Antonio Martinez is eighth with four goals for family Count. Douglas Tanque has four, and Mehdi Taremi rounds out the top ten, along with Musa Marega and Paulinho with four each. We go to assists now, and it is Bruno Fernandes leading the league with five assists, Grimaldo with four. Uh, Mehrad Mohamidi of the Sportiva Zavs also have a four Pizzi has four as well we move on to minutes per goal this is a interesting stat um, and Anderson Silva actually the family player with six goals is scoring a goal every 39 minutes Carlos Vinicius is second with a goal every 53 minutes now, the fixtures for the next round of the Liga Nage, which will begin on Friday, November the 29th. It will begin in the Azores. It will be Santa Clara playing host to Boa Vista on a Friday, Saturday, November the 30th. Moreirense host Sportivo das Aves. Benfica host Maritimo at the new pitch at the Stadio de Luz. Uh, Porto de Morenz will host Famalicão. At home that day as well. The next day, Sunday, the 1st of December, you will have Tondela at home to Code City. Vitoria Stubal home to Vitoria Guimarães in the Battle of the Vitorias. Gil Vicente home to Sporting. Remember, uh, Gil Vicente already beating Porto on their home pitch this season. And then rounding out the round on Monday, December the second, Braga home to Rio Ave, and what is a very interesting matchup for that, for that round, and Football Club de Porto home to Passos de Freira. So the standings now, as it stands after eleven rounds, Benfica are top with thirty points. That's ten wins and one defeat, twenty-five goals for, twenty-four against. Football Club do Porto are two behind with 28. Famalicão are in third with 24, while Sporting are fourth with 20. Vitória Guimarães below them on 16, and then sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth are in respective order: Rio Bovista, Tondela, and Braga, all with 15 points. Gil Vicente is tenth with 13. As is Santa Clara. They are all even. Negative three goal difference for both of them. Dori Stubal is 12th with 12 points. Morenz is 13th on 11 points. Maritimo right behind them but with a poorer goal difference. They're also on 11 points as is Sad, a.k.a. Code City Blues. 11 points, negative 10 goal difference. Portimonense is just above the relegation line. As them and Paso Ferreira share 16th and 17th place, each with 8 points. Portimorense with a slightly better goal difference. They're at minus 8. Paso Ferreira minus 10. And Sportivo Aves is in the basement. 11 matches, of course. 1 victory, 10 defeats, 12 goals, four twenty-six 26 against negative 14 goal difference and only 3 points. All right programming note going forward like i said we will have an episode reviewing the europe the uefa youth league excuse me also got another episode coming out soon either this week or next week different kind of episode that i have put together it's a matter now of when i want to release it there'll be more details about that in episode 38 all right um my uh, my personal work schedule is about to get really crazy so content may be a little less consistent um for the next six weeks or so there will be a pod don't worry i will continue doing pods i just don't know if they'll be on friday if they'll be on saturday sunday monday it won't be on monday i can promise actually it won't be during the week um i'm about to start my holiday hours um in the shipping business of course um if you If you don't know, I work um, a second job as a loader in a warehouse for the UPS company, the shipping company. And with the holiday rush coming, um, our hours are getting significantly increased. I'll be working... Very soon, I'll be working from Black Friday until Christmas Eve. I will be working midnight to 9 a.m. before going to my my other job. (laughs) Okay, my other job where I work from 11 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. So, um, I don't know how much content I will be putting out between now and the end of the year. But there will be something each and every week. If not each and every week, definitely every other week, I will definitely keep... um, posting content and i will continue to tweet and promote it and of course i'm going to keep watching benfica um you're just going to have to find a way find the time um hit me up of course on twitter at benfica mr on instagram at mr benfica or on facebook at benfica at uh, excuse me mr space benfica just put that in your search bar and you will find it okay um don't forget to check out some of the other podcasts. Again, Brink to Batista. Award-winning Brink to Batista. Uh, Benfica FM. Benfica Podcast. Azagish, Benfica After 90 on YouTube. All of that is great stuff. Also, Lateral um, Esquerdo has a, a podcast. And as does Matraquilus. They're doing their flashbacks. Fantastic podcast, if you understand Portuguese. Um, as far as in English, there's also the the daily ramble okay they put on a bunch of different stuff check them out really good stuff uh, my favorite there is the classic games I'm a I, I love the old stuff let me tell you I love the old stuff um, also I wanted to uh, mention a new podcast that I have recently discovered it is called Pro Scout podcast, okay, it is a Portuguese podcast, despite the English title, and what they're focusing on right now is pretty cool, it is the third level of football in Portugal, the Campeonato Nacional de Portugal, The, of course, where my hometown, Caldas Sport Club, plays my father's hometown, uh, they play in the Campeonato de Portugal, the Seniors, the third level of football, where Benfica's next opponent in the Taça de Portugal come from, also they play in Serie A. Maikaldas play in Serie C. But um, they cover that league pretty well. They give you all the scores. They give you all the the standings. They give you players of the week. Um, I've really enjoyed listening to it, getting to know all the different players and all the different uh, clubs. A lot of clubs in that level that you'll recognize if you were following the Portuguese First Division in the 90s. uh Leça, Campo um Salgueiro I think is still in the districts but they are moving their way up Ollanes is there uh, just Union da Madeira Terceense Felgates uh clubs that all were in the in the first division at one time or another really cool to uh to follow those teams as they try to fight their way Back to the professional ranks, so I recommend anyone check that out. If you're f- if you have family in a small town in Portugal that has a team in that league, I think you'll enjoy it. Um, also, uh, some international football. Enjoy it. Um, Portugal will be playing for qualify for a spot in the Euro on Sunday morning here in the United States. Sunday afternoon in Portugal, traveling to Luxembourg. Uh, needing a victory to sew up qualification, um, earlier tonight, United States avenged their loss to Canada with a four to one victory. Now looks like United States will win the group in that Concacaf Nations League and find themselves in the final four. Um, a bit harsh, I think. I think the Canadian team deserves better. It's not that I'm against the Americans. Uh, I mean, I live here, but there's a lot of problems in U.S. soccer, and I think they need to be resolved, and they're not being resolved, and they're being um, shoved under the rug. And eventually, I guess missing the World Cup is not enough of a reason to, to fix some of these very obvious problems, but that's enough about that. This is the... Uh, this is Mr. Benfica, of course. All right, and that is gonna do it for this week. All right, I will see you again soon, or you'll hear from me again soon in episode thirty-eight. Your UEFA Europe, uh, UEFA Youth League, excuse me. Uh, I do apologize. It is about one fifty-one in the morning right now here where I'm at. So uh, my cognizance and my attention span has absolutely escaped me now. But um. Episode 38 will be dropping soon, okay? UEFA Youth League, episode 39, shortly thereafter. That one's in the can. It's already recorded. It's a different type of episode. Um, I'll have more details about it in episode 38, all right? So I hope everyone has a great week. Um, Enjoy your football, of course, wherever you're watching it, Um, whether it's... uh, whether you're watching your local football, because you should always support local football. Unless they give you a reason not to, of course. and um, Or you're watching international football. Wherever it is you're watching. Brazilian League, uh, that's going on still. Flamengo have a big game against Grêmio on Sunday. the 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 league can be wrapped up very soon. Of course, the Copa Libertadores final. One week from this Saturday. It's now in Lima, Peru, no longer in Santiago, Chile due to some political unrest. Uh, Former Benfica manager Jorge Jesus JJ going to try to be the first Portuguese manager to win the Copa Libertadores. It has been like a lifetime since a European has won it. So it'll be very interesting to watch. I know not everyone's a JJ fan. Some people still upset with the way he left Benfica. Uh, I was upset for a while. I got different views now. I'll get into it in another episode. Um, I see things a little differently now, um, given the way that things have played out at the club since J.J. left. But that's going to do it for this episode, for this episode 37. Thank you for sticking with me. I'm going to send you away, as I have been lately, with Iran Costa. Enjoy the song, and I will catch you in in the next episode very soon. This has been Mr. Benfica, a product of the PTB Podcast Network. I am the Mr. Mike Agustinho signing off. Have a good one, everybody. See you next time. <laughs>
2: Hoje é dia de festa e eu quero juntar Minha voz aos milhares no estádio a cantar Ninguém pode parar essa onda danada. É o Benfica que mora no meu coração No meu sangue vermelho de glória e paixão Deixa a águia voar que a gente vai vencer A águia chegou e agora vai arrasar A vitória é nossa e todo mundo vai vibrar A águia chegou e agora vai arrasar Vitória, Benfica, todo mundo vai cantar Benfica vai pegar, Benfica vai pegar A bola vai rolar, Benfica vai ganhar Esse clima de festa não vai acabar Sem mais uma vitória pra comemorar SLB glorioso é o meu campeão É o Benfica que mora no meu coração No meu sangue vermelho de glória e paixão Deixa a águia voar que a gente vai vencer A águia chegou e agora vai arrasar A vitória é nossa e todo mundo vai vibrar A águia chegou e agora vai arrasar É nossa e todo mundo vai vibrar A águia chegou E agora vai arrasar Vitória, Benfica, todo mundo Vai cantar, Benfica vai pegar Benfica vai pegar A bola vai rolar Benfica vai ganhar Benfica vai pegar